Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. In April of 1829, Samuel and Mary Booth of Nottingham, England, named their newborn baby boy, William. Though the Booth family had been rather well-to-do, they had fallen on very hard times. So when William was 13, his father took him out of school and got him a job as an apprentice in a pawn shop. Not long after William began the job, his dad died. Because their family had never had any connection to church, William hadn't given any serious consideration to God. But his father's death made him think about his soul and eternity. He started attending the Wesleyan Chapel, where for the first time he heard the gospel. Alone in his room one night, William received Jesus as his Savior, and immediately he began telling people about salvation, even preaching on the streets. Still in his teens, William went to the poorest sections of town and declared to everyone who would listen that God loved them and would save them from their sins through faith in Jesus Christ. He invited people to church, and on Sundays he would bring some of the roughest people in the city to sit down in the front row with him. This annoyed some people in the congregation, and the church leaders told William that if he was going to continue to bring this kind of people to church, they'd have to sit in the back. Nearly 30 miles away from Nottingham, in the town of Ashburn, also in 1829, a baby girl was born into the Mumford family. They named her Catherine. The Mumford home was very different from the Booth home. John Mumford was a businessman, and the family lived comfortably. They were faithful to the Methodist church, and Christ was the center of their home. Catherine Mumford was a bright little girl. She learned to read when she was just three years old, and by the time she was twelve, she had read the Bible through eight times. Catherine was quiet and shy, and she was also very compassionate. When Catherine was fourteen, the doctor noticed an unusual curvature in her spine. To correct it, she was confined to her bed for over a year. To overcome her boredom, Catherine read constantly. Her favorite subjects to read were theology and church history. By the time Catherine was 15, her condition had improved and the family moved to London. Two years later, she faced a great spiritual conflict. Though she was well-versed in Bible doctrine, and though she believed everything the Bible said, she wasn't convinced that she had been born again. She studied her Bible intensely. She often prayed late into the night, pacing the floor of her room as she sought answers from the Lord. Each night as she went to sleep, she would put her Bible in her hymn book beneath her pillow. One morning, Catherine woke up, reached under her pillow, pulled out the hymn book, and opened it. The first words her eyes fell upon were these, My God, I am thine. What a comfort divine. What a blessing to know that Jesus is mine. God used those lyrics to remind her that the Bible promised that she was his because she had received Jesus by faith. She said, I no longer hoped I was saved. I was certain of it. Several years later, Catherine Mumford heard the young man William Booth preach. She was very impressed, but she didn't have the chance to meet him. After William's apprenticeship had expired, he was unable to find work in Nottingham, so he moved to London. He took a job in a pawn shop there, and he met a wealthy Christian man named Edward Rabbits. 
One night, Edward Rabbits hosted a party at his home and invited many of his associates. Among those who came to the party were his young companion, William Booth, and his good friends, the Mumford family. Knowing what a good speaker William was, Edward asked him to recite a poem for his guests. The poem was called The Grog Seller's Dream. William uncomfortably stood and delivered this long poem about a drunkard's horrifying encounter with the devil. The longer William spoke, the more he felt the tension in the room building. When he finished, he sat down and endured the long, awkward silence among the guests. Finally, one older man stood and angrily defended his own drinking habit to the rest of the crowd. When he was finished, young Catherine Mumford very sternly and eloquently spoke up and explained the necessity of total abstinence. Other guests took offense to her position, but she boldly stood her ground. That night, the hearts of William Booth and Catherine Mumford were knit. In just a few months, they were engaged, and three years later, they were married. William Booth served as a pastor wherever the Methodist assigned him, but he also had opportunities to speak in various places as an evangelist. One night, William was on his way home, walking through London's poorest section. The more he walked, the more he grieved at the wicked lifestyles of the people that he passed on the streets. When he got home, he told his wife, I seemed to hear a voice saying, Where can you find such heathen as these? And where is there so great a need for your labors? Though Catherine's first thought was to wonder, How will we ever survive? She said to William, We've trusted the Lord before. We will trust Him again. As a result of the Booth's surrender that night, the immeasurable eternal legacy and impact of the Salvation Army was born. Christian, lost souls are all around you, in desperate need of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you. So dear Christian, stay the